All right, thank you so much for all the voice notes that uh, have been coming through the entire evening. 0605842250. And do remember, just a quick request uh, from all of us here to keep it nice and clean. I think one of our other callers was speaking nicely into uh, the amount piece, and it came out beautifully without any background noise or or any of the the sound coming through from the radio station itself. So just try and make sure that the radio set is off. Uh, the audio is off when you do uh, make those voice notes as well. All right. As I said, you know, we move from extremes. And one extreme is when you are blessed with immense talent. Patutzezo Masangwani is such a person who has been blessed, is not your ordinary high scholar. In fact, in his final year of studies at St. Albans Boys College, made his nationals for track and field every year since 2016, boosting uh, his uh, sporting background in multiple sporting codes such as uh, soccer, rugby, cricket, as well as basketball. Now, this talented athlete, believe you me, is excelling in the classroom as well. He's got an academic of something like 70% plus averages currently, something that tends to be very rare in our upcoming sporting talent. And as the, you know, the clocks kind of wind down now in his high school years, the, the future kind of promises to be a, a fast-paced marathon uh, for this rising star. He's received multiple scholarship offers uh, to be the best track programs in the United States. They want him to be there. Padu, good evening. Uh, good evening, Rob. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the show. Ah, it's my pleasure and my opportunity. What's important to you right now? Is it the academic or what's happening on the track and field? Um, for me personally, it's the best of both because yeah. track is actually short-lived. I mean, when you see Usain Bolt retiring at 32, 33, you actually kind of realize that track is not forever. So you actually have to have something after track. So that's something I really needed to focus on and I needed to take my study seriously. When did you realize that? Actually, at like 14, um, yeah. my coach came through. He saw me playing basketball. He saw, hey, this boy got a little bit of gas. And ever since then, it's been, it's been a journey. Would you say a good journey, a positive journey? Would you say a journey that's kind of left you a little bit conflicted to say, what do I focus on now? Uh, I know we're going to get to the stage of the conversation where we find that you've got the right balance that is going on. But did you find yourself conflicted at some stage? Um, I did, especially with rugby, because um, I did make uh, my provincial side, uh, the Blue Bulls, and I actually considered turning to rugby. But um, track was always like the one thing that always made me happy. That's why I found true happiness. And I made certain promises to certain important people in my life. That's why I kept pushing for track. What were those promises? I promised my grandmother that one day I will, I will wear the SA colors and represent the country in track. Uh, that was back then in 2014, roundabout. Is she still alive? Uh, no, she, sadly she passed on actually that weekend. I made her that promise. Oh, no. So it was quite emotional. But That weekend? That exact weekend. And how far had you gotten by the time she passed away? By then I had not actually even touched track really. Um, that was still, that's when I was still in primary school. Um, the only track I basically did was basically racing other kids. 
What does that say to you, though? Because you, you can't give up on that that you promised, Grandma. Surely? Surely. Um, basically, I knew what I had to do when I got to high school. Because by then, I had already been accepted to St. Albans College. I don't know much about the track program, but I basically hope for the best. And when you got there, what was the track program like? Because, you know, since we've been communicating about you without you even knowing, <laughs> and I got as much of the information that I did about you and your achievements, I was looking at your times and I was looking, because I always look at, you know, track and field athletes. And, and if you one of the 100 meter athletes, I'm always interested in your best time. And you were clocking in the tens already. Uh, is that your best time? <laughs> uh, my best time is actually ten to five. That is crazy. Ah, thank you. <laughs> that is crazy. But then, at 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 this, how old are you now? I'm currently what? eighteen. You're ridiculous, though. <laughs> you know that. You <laughs> you are absolutely ridiculous because the the times that you are clocking, you you even do fantastic long jump. Um, I, I don't even know at what at what stage are you at your best right now. Is it still the the, the seven point zero nine? Actually, <laughs> it's seven you five seven. That? Yeah, I did. <laughs> to what? Seven five seven. Wow. When was that? That was actually earlier this year in a league meeting. And that's already documented. Done. Yeah, it's set in stone. And then let's let's deal with this now. So it's long jump that you're excelling in. It's the hundred meters where you were clocking a 10.58, I think it was, when you did the uh, 2018 under-18s then. Um, but obviously your times have improved. Um, 2019, you were able to chip 1.6 off your 100 meters time. That in itself is ridiculous. And you were first in the 200 meters, and your time was also 21.09. And that was a the, you had bettered your previous record. Yeah, I did. <laughs> By a whole two point two. Roundabout. <laughs> what's 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 the training regime like? What what is making you, uh, Patu, to be excelling at such an early age, but excelling rapidly? Well, my training program is actually quite simple. I know for a fact that Mondays will be like a hard day. Tuesday will be like a slightly easier day. Wednesday will be like a very heavy day. Thursday will be like a light day. Friday will also be like a very heavy day. So basically, my coach tries to focus on building speed, power, and at the same time, maintaining technique. Because being a sprinter and a jumper, it gets very technical, especially as you develop and the more speed you you, you gain. Now, I know that sometimes you can't say it all, but um, I've got a feeling that your coach... Yaofaso Amao is, is, is sitting right next to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, coach, good evening. Good evening, Robin. Thanks for the opportunity to be here and hello to the listeners. Thank you for guiding this this young man. What what makes him so special and, and, and how have you had the sense of belief that he could be the best thing South Africa has ever produced? Yeah, well, Rob, with um, Talent ID over time, uh, you, you, you test your athletes and you push them as as far as you can as a coach and when they keep on delivering good results 
you keep on pushing and and so you dig as far as the well can go and you see what comes out and for us we were fortunate that uh, we got gems we got diamonds um, as we kept on digging. So we're quite fortunate with that. that I've, I've mentioned two times that uh, he's done what, especially within the 100 meters. Yes. W- what, what time do you think he, he can achieve? Because I'm sure as the coach, you keep pushing him. You probably want to break into the nine-second mark. Exactly. Um, we, that's, that's a goal that we have, um, and that's what we're working towards. It's it's incredible, and I mean, for me, it's also frightening to imagine the depth of talent that he has, and we just need to continuously try and see how deep we can go. I think at this point, um, it's very difficult for me to say or predict a time, but I want to believe that he has, and from what I know, he definitely has the potential to run under... Uh, 10 seconds and he's definitely got the potential to run under 20 seconds one day now it it almost draws me to what i was going to ask you while while i was listening to you say what you're saying is that would you want him to drop something like long jump because remember when you when you have great athletes like your your saint bolts that patu mentioned a a few minutes ago Mm, he, he kind of focused as a sprinter on the 100 meters, on the yes. 200 meters, also on the 4 by 100 meters relay, uh, which then became his his trademark, hallmark, yeah. because yes. you then start to sustain injuries. So mm. the injuries that you can incur doing a long jump uh, that you would never get if you were just doing the sprints. Yes, absolutely. So, um, I mean, earlier on, I always wanted him uh, to have the opportunity to... Uh, you know, try out as many and be as diverse as possible. The school that he attends, uh, St. Albans College, uh, looks at diversifying sports. So we play both a winter and a summer sport, which are two different sports. And so I felt with him and the talent that he has in athletics, it would be crucial for him not just to focus or specialize in one event at a young age, but try and broaden as much his horizon and see what comes of it. I think as he grows older, he'll eventually have to make a decision. And for me, it's important that that decision comes from him because he's the athlete, he's the one who's in the, re- in the arena and has to compete. So mm. as, we, as we travel this journey, I am hoping that he'll be able to make uh, an informed decision based on the talents, based on his ability, and then we can, we can kind of move forward from there. But to, if I say to you, what goes through your mind? Madness. I want it. (laughs) I want it now. (laughs) But you're so close. So Repeat that 100 meter time that you mentioned to me just now. I was actually write this down because I'm going to remember this interview that I had with you. And you mustn't forget us when you're a superstar. Ah, no. Never forget your roots. 10.25. Okay. You said you you did a 10.25. Yeah. So now, if I give you, like I've just said to you now, 9.58, that is doable. It's going to be tough. And that is the record, remember. And that is why I said to you, what what goes through your mind? That's the record in Berlin that Usain Bolt achieved in 2009. Correct. (laughs) A lot of things go through my mind because already I'm looking at the type of work I'm putting in and my coach already tells me like, if you want it, you're going to need to put in more than that. So I'm thinking, I got to push myself every day, day in, day out. I can't really rest. And, and, and rest you can't afford, though. 
And what I said to coach, and I said it because you're right next to him, deliberately, would you consider dropping one of the disciplines? Would you consider just focusing on one? Because, uh, I mean, I don't want to mention athletes that have had to suffer injury unduly because they were doing something other than what they are supposed to do and they are still out injured, which is a massive and an unfortunate thing to happen. Mm. Would you consider dropping something like long jump as good as you are in it? Look, um, I think it actually depends on where I'm planning to go. So I'm still kind of young, but if I see myself jumping, hypothetically speaking, eight meters by next year, and um, I keep drop, I keep increasing my distances on long jump more than like 100 meters like dropping, I wouldn't actually mind like just dropping 100, going to long jump or vice versa if I'm running incredible times for the 100 and just drop long jump as a whole. Because I think as an athlete, you need to take a step forward at at some point. You can't just always try to do everything. Yeah, hundred percent. And 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 the demands are there for you. Tell me about the scholarship and and how you've been able to bag something as important and as crucial, which will alleviate the financial burdens on you and your family, and just focus on your education and focus as well on your talent. So it means a lot to me because already at St. Owens College, I was already um, given a scholarship. And I was really like, I was really grateful for that because not everywhere in South Africa you can really like do, do high schools actually give scholarships for athletics. So for me to know that my mom is like having rest um, in terms of like paying uh, a lot for fees because fees are very expensive, especially in the States. It actually it makes me feel pretty good about myself and I feel happy for my mom because I know how much she's sacrificed for me, for, like for me to get here. Does she know that she has a diamond that is about to take on the world? Is she aware of this? I think she's very well aware of that. How is she keeping you sane, though? Because, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're an 18-year-old. Just, you know, <laughs> you could get out of hand. You could be a problem for coach sitting next to you there. But before you even answer, let me go to the person that's kind of, you know, been working very hard. And I've got to thank uh, David Seiss uh, for reaching out. Sent me a couple of very crucial emails uh, about a month ago. The Director for South Africa, ASM Scholarship, who's joining us on the line. Uh, David, thank you so much for your time. Good evening. Hi, Rob. Thank you for having us. And um, hello to the listeners. Oh, you must be proud when you're hearing this that you're hearing in studio right now. Yeah, I'm sitting here with a big smile on my face in windy Cape Town, just smiling from ear to ear. Um, because the first time I met Patu, I, I was sounded exactly like him, like you, like... He's an immense, talented kid, and I'm sure you can see he's got a bubbly personality, and he's got the whole world at his feet right now. now. How do you come about identifying, because I know that when it comes to this level of assistance with ASM scholarships, it's not just everybody that can uh, get in and be able to be where Patu is right now. Yeah, so how I really got in contact with Patu was one of his friends, um, Tenola Lamau, was a former client of mine. He went to Tux High School Sports School and won the 100-meter world championship in uh, Kenya a couple of years back. And um, if you know anything, the sporting community is pretty small, especially the high, high developing market. And when I got in touch with Tattoo, I was blown away with these progressions of his times. Um, and more importantly, school marks. Uh, because in the state, even if you, let's say, you say in bulk, if you don't have the right school marks, some of these schools will not allow you to attend there. So in terms of 
yes, okay, his mom is not, um, uh, he's got a single mom, but in terms of his value, his value is calculated according to his school marks and his sporting ability. So we help youth from South Africa and all over the world gain scholarships to American colleges and universities. It is very expensive to go to these schools as a paying student, so therefore not realistic for majority of South Africans. But we have been successful in helping quite a few get over and um, hopefully more will get this opportunity through Sean by hearing how important the school marks aspect is. Because to be honest with you, Mark, there's been so many kids I've dealt with who have mm. lost out on this opportunity because they have not concentrated on their school marks. What's, what's the next step for him, though? Because I know that the United mm-hmm. States of America is um, screaming in your ear, screaming in his ear. They say, we want this kid. Yeah, so we gave it, we, I made a special agreement with um, Sean. Normal other clients do have to pay a service fee, but because Sean is such a talented individual, I've made an agreement with him that we'll try and raise the money, the money that he'll need for his flights and his visa and his eligibility center. So I think it's since last month, Sean's profile went live on our website. Just to explain my function, I, I am the fixer here in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Our head office is based in Miami. So we have a team of people working on the phone, speaking to the colleges for you. Within two hours of his profile being live, he already received 10 full scholarship offers. 10 um, full these, scholarship offers? Yeah. These offers, one of them, he can tell you about them, but the big one... Uh, Here's the beauty of it. I cannot force him to accept it. Um, he's the only one who can make it. That's why I value his coach so much and his mom, because that forms part of his support system. Um, he's going to make a decision uh, over where he decides to go. We will be there to help him and give him the pros and cons and obviously try and milk the school as much as possible for as much scholarship money as, mm. as they can give. Uh, but one of the schools, for example, is Tennessee State University, which is Christian Coleman's old coach, the guy who just won the world championships yes. in Doha. So these coaches are after Sean. The one thing I want to make sure on my side as a South African is that Sean will still be, I will keep athletics South Africa informed of his progress in America so that Sean can still be eligible to represent our country, even though we won't be competing at most of the events in South Africa. Because the okay, one thing, as important. a South African, I do not want that human capital loss. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's important that we keep him connected to us. And I think his, his story in itself is amazing. And it can snowball because I'm meeting so many kids in South Africa that can do this. They just need role models like Sean to show them up. All right, Sean, being a part, obviously, that's his other name in case you, you're a bit lost with what David is talking about here. Uh, now, but given what Sean has to do, which is you, yeah. you have to make a decision. And have you made that decision? Um, not yet, because I still want to see um, what the colleges really, really have to offer. Obviously, we get the general offer, but I want to see what, where will I gain the most in terms of not only academics or sports, but rather like growing as a person in order to be able to give back to my community. Because I feel like my community is everything. I wouldn't be myself without my community. And and mom's right there next to you. Mama, good evening. Good evening to you, Rob, and the listeners. Oh, the pride. I can even hear it running through the microwave. <laughs> and the, micro, the microphones, the microwaves, the microscopic and... 
micro everything, micro granules. Yes, thanks for reminding me. Micro granules of of life. Tell me though, yeah. when, when when you hear all of this that is happening around your son, mm-hmm. and he talks about his talent, and you see his talent, what what's going through you, mom, and your mind and your head in terms of where this could end up? You know, Rob, um, I get in awe and actual fact, I thank God for the gift uh, because um, he's the one that actually graces us with all the good gifts. But at the same time, you also need to take care of the gift. I always tell Patu that God has gifted you with all this talent, but it's up to you to actually nature it and be disciplined. And so that you can be able to achieve greater heights. And I always tell him that the sky is not the limit. You can go far, you know, but it starts with you having that discipline where no one is watching. And if Mr. Yao is not there to coach you, Patu will still be running in Soweto, in Chawero, in those streets, training in the dusty uh, grounds there. So that's the person that Patu is. And as a, as a mom, I'm really humbled. Sure. Wow. And... Please do me a favor, yes. uh, everybody that's part of this panel. When, when, when is your next uh, meet? When are you racing again? When are you running again? But I'm running this coming weekend or the next weekend, the 25th, 26th. The 25th or the 26th. Um, your international meet, is there anything that's lined up anytime soon? Um, no, currently I'm in my off season, but uh, I'll only start competing really in March or so next year. Okay. Um, all right. Please do me a favor. Everybody that's part of this panel, please yeah. come back. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with my, my team um, because I didn't know there was such a strong panel that was coming through today. I thought it's just part two alone. And I believe that there's a lot that we can share about the story. No so mom, yeah. coach, David, and yeah, of course part two. We're going to rearrange this so that you guys come back. Please mm-hmm. do me that favor. I think this is so inspirational, guys. And in a time when we need role models uh, like yourself, believe it or not, you're 18 years old, but you're already a role model. You don't know that. I'm telling you this. It can only be God. I thank God. Thank you so much for coming through. You will arrange, Bev will sort out our return part because I really cannot deny South Africans such an amazing story. But thank you, thank you, thank you. I've got a breakaway. There's an important conversation on Metro FM uh, that they are going to be having the role players when it comes to uh, what's been happening on, on television. Ayabong Atawe is back for that conversation. And um, of course, right here, Just Ice. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.